terrors of tripping on pump. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! This tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. What's up, everybody? Today is Sunday, April 17th, 2016, episode 176 of the Hotbox. Uh, every weekend, usually Saturdays or Sundays, hotboxpodcast.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. Got a great panel for you this evening. Going to focus all about what's going on in Montana currently. Uh, we'll start off. We got Casey Brock, a veteran and resident of Glendive. He is currently running for Senate District 18. Uh, we also have Jessup Sandoval, founder at Access to Nature's Prescription, and Taylon Lang. He's all over the place. I don't, I don't even know. What, what are you representing, Taylon, this evening? Well, you know, basically I would like to represent uh, patients and, and veterans, most importantly, throughout the state here. Uh, people who rely on, on, on medical marijuana for whatever their malady is, but, you know, particularly for veterans. Excellent. So uh, we'll start off. Casey, how you doing, man? Welcome to the Hotbox. Hey, man. How's it going? Good, good. So you're over there in Glendive. Uh, I'm from Kalispell, so kind of the other side of the mountains. Um, what's what's going on over there? Um, well, currently we have a primary. Uh, I'm the only Republican candidate running uh, with a pro-cannabis platform, so I, I've I felt a lot of resistance from my party, not from the people. The people are actually... Uh, overwhelmingly open to the possible idea of uh, a pro-cannabis candidate, and we're also working on getting some uh, agricultural hemp going uh, and getting a manufacturing plant set up, and uh, there's a lot of farmers that are open to that idea as well. So That's really cool because that's a third kind of side of this whole issue that's happening. I mean, you have the medical, you have the rec, and then, of course, you have the opposition, and then you have agriculture, which agricultural can work Regardless, you know, that's just right. something that should be happening. Yeah, it, it should be happening. Um, you know, there's the, the word cannabis, though, it's really taboo, especially in a very conservative state like Montana. Um, so you got to kind of talk to them on their level. Uh, and, and once you talk to a lot of these farmers uh, about not only the, the return they can make on their crop, but, you know, the, uh, the amount of protein they get using it on feed for the cattle, which, you know, increased weight, increased revenue for them. So you just got to slip it in there. I think if we focus on the agricultural hemp industry, especially in eastern Montana, I think people will be more open to cannabis in general. So yeah. once they can, they can make money off the plant. It's definitely another kind of foot in the door in that direction. Like you, you see in the medical side, like people that were against it, but then all of a sudden someone they know or someone they're close to gets cancer or gets, you know, something that cannabis helps with and that they see that firsthand. And all of a sudden they're like the loudest person now that's an activist when, you know, before they weren't. So I, I can definitely see that being a huge foot forward, uh, especially on the eastern side where there is a, a ton of land that you could be growing a lot of uh, cannabis. And, and we're poor in eastern Montana, so we haven't had infrastructure in years. So it'd be a great way to bring revenue back. I mean, just trying to go door to door. Um, you know, some of the other candidates that are running, they have money, they have means. Um, I've been doing this on my own dime, but you still see them you know, shamelessly asking these people of Eastern Montana for money, knowing they don't have any. Yeah. 
And I mean, I, we didn't have money in Western Montana, but I, I get what you're saying as far as the the infrastructure and everything. We we had LTE and, and cable internet and all that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I grew up in Darby, so it's just you know Western Montana's. I'm used to how it works over there. That's cool. So you're doing great things. You got a website that people can go ahead and uh, send some donations your way, help you get some flyers put out, and just basically get the word out. It takes money to be in politics. I don't know if people know that or not. Yeah, it, it does. And really, you know, you're sitting there on the couch one day and you're thinking, you know what, by God, I'm going to run for office. And then you realize, oh, maybe I didn't quite have the money for that. You know, you see him on, it's not as bad as the national stage. But it's it's still pretty crazy, I, you know. I'm I'm looking at you know over two thousand dollars just for mailers, and you know, and when you hear that price, you're like, oh, I'll just make some cutouts and put them door to door, you know. No, that's so, time, but, but and that's money. A, like it all costs either time or money. Like it's there's yeah, no way yeah, around no it. Work. It's it's horrible. But I do have a website. You can go to CaseyBrockForMontana.com. Uh, just to see what I'm about, or you can check out my Facebook page, which is Casey Brock for Montana. Um, I do have the link up there for Pyrex that people can go to to donate money just to kind of help me out. I mean, my my biggest goal is to have the first Republican, you know, candidate that put cannabis on his platform and and won with it on his platform. I'm not going to be like some of these closeted politicians that you know they're not working for the people, so they're too scared to speak out. So, yep. or they're getting their palms greased in the other direction and they just can't. Right, yeah, a lot of them have actually, you can check out followthemoney.org and start looking up a lot of these politicians mm-hmm. and you'll see that Steve Zabala actually has paid a lot of them. And as you guys know, Steve Zabala um, is the head of Safe Montana. He's trying to make medical marijuana illegal in the states. And as people may or may not know, he is also now on Ryan Zinke's health board committee right <laughs> it's like yeah, a bunch yeah. i read through that list it's like it's a bunch of doctors and then this guy it's like right, hmm. yeah, car salesman. <laughs> yeah. yeah how did you did you sell them all used cars or like how did you get in there it's money I think last right? count was he gave zinky like ninety two hundred dollars so you know you know, gentlemen, it's, it's kind of interesting that this is the uh, 176th episode of Hot Dog Podcast, and, and Steve Zabala's initiative is is I-176. So it's it's kind of fitting that we're able to bring attention to what his initiative actually is and what it's attempting to do here in Montana. Um, I think that's really important because a lot of people, and he's misleading, you know, most of the people that he's getting to sign his petition form. He's telling people that uh, it's a measure to keep methamphetamine and heroin illegal and out of Montana. And when in reality, I mean, his law doesn't even imply the methamphetamine, which is a Schedule II drug. Uh, so, you know, he's, he's been misleading people throughout his whole process, and, and it's important to, you know, kind of shine some light on that and let people know exactly what his measure is designed to do. And that's simply to remove access, safe, legal access, to medical marijuana here in the state of Montana. And he's got he's got the funds to do it. And as I'm Taylor and I discussed this a little bit a few days ago, but he's tried this before and failed. And he's not 
he's not the kind of guy to just like give up and walk away. Like his ego, I'm sure, has been gnawing at him ever since then <laughs> to like make this right and win. And so he's he's pretty much pulling out all the stops. And I mean, we saw uh, pictures and screenshots of when he had the state seal on his pages. We saw yeah. pictures of kids sitting at his booth getting people like there a lot of just questionable uh, actions on his part all in the sake of winning and taking away this this plant from the people that need it. Well, yeah. you know, he likes yeah. to, to tell people all the time that, you know, uh, one of the, the arguments that he has in favor of his initiative is that, that marijuana leads to suicide, depression, um, hepatitis C, and, and, you know, of course, everybody is going to get involved in marijuana is going to get involved in the white stuff, which I don't know exactly what he's talking to or referring Snow? to, maybe cocaine or meth. <laughs> Snowmobiling? <laughs> like that's a terrible addiction. I've spent more money on snowmobiling than I have on weed in my life. <laughs> like, I see his I see his point there. But no, yeah, I mean he, he's nuts though. He's yeah, nuts. yeah, yeah. But he's got he's got the attention of people, which is why we need people like you, like Elizabeth, like Jessup out there pounding the pavement and getting signatures. Uh, now you were at a thing yesterday, a big meetup, uh, Jessup, and you've been one of the ones out there gathering signatures and everything. How's that been going? Like, what's what's your feel from it, being with the people? It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy. Like yesterday, we were at the Big Sky Pond Skim, and we had an amazing response. I mean. You get a little, you get nose here and there, and uh, I mean, but it, it was crazy. Like people were excited. I mean, I don't understand why this is so difficult to get past because when we're out there, everybody seems pretty excited. Yeah, it's it's and that's what it is, right? It's the small few that have a very loud voice and they have a lot of money and time to yeah. throw at this well, thing. Well, a lot of the the hardest part that I'm seeing too is. People my age, you know, millennials don't like to vote. We no. have this crazy idea that we don't, yeah, I mean. We live yeah. in our own reality where, like, shit's just fine the way it is and, like, who <laughs> cares? But, and that's a good point. Like, I wasn't registered to vote until the thing last time around in Montana happened. So I got registered so I could go sign that so that this nonsense would stop. And then, of course, raids happened and they snuck it through. Right. Kind of, yeah, so it, it did bring a lot of attention to this like political arena as far as just one issue right like this whole weed right. thing has all of us pissed off and paying attention now well and well, yeah and, and the that's, thing that's, that's really important thing. to understand and remember is that this isn't a partisan issue um you know uh mr brock is is running as a republican and i fully support him in, in his efforts um and you know, as, as a lot of people know that, you know, I'm probably not the most conservative individual, but, you know, he's supporting us in our efforts as well. This is an issue that reaches across party lines and transcends right. those boundaries and allows us to all kind of work together for the common good of the people of the state of Montana. Yep. Yep, definitely. Let's, uh, I'm going to try and get Anthony on here and he can tell us uh, a little bit about their petition and agenda and what they're trying to get past and then uh yeah we'll talk about why people need to just sign both and stop all of this bickering yeah 
We hope. We hope. <laughs> I know. It'll it'll happen. People just need to get over like the whole I'm right and that's the only way it can be, I think. And once a lot people of ego in this. There's yeah. tons of egos. Yeah, definitely. Well, and there's a lot of stuff like Talon's been working, you know, as an advocate up at the Capitol pushing for vets, you know, and to have somebody like Steve Zabawa come in and piss all over him, you know, makes you mad makes you want to throat punch a guy because he's never been in the service. He doesn't experience what we experienced and somebody like Talon's busting their ass just to get pissed on. He's been pissed on enough. He was a Marine just like me. Right. And it, yeah. And they're, they have no, like no cause except for this is a personal vendetta. It seems Anthony Variano. How's it going, man? You're live on the hot box with Casey Brock and Talon and just, just <laughs> thank you i was like i have it all here how you doing man not too bad how's everybody doing good oh, good just talking about the issues if you guys remember anthony was on uh quite a few episodes ago representing cycling for sensible drug policy uh trying to get a very simple change to i believe the montana constitution just adding two simple words with or and marijuana that's all Oh, I think we lost him. Nope. No, I'm here. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm getting messages from uh, some of our uh. folks. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Uh, yeah, well, I'll uh, give you a little update on how things going. Uh, we just had a little event and uh, billings at the rail yard and had a few speakers out there, two of which are also running for uh uh, Congress seats here in the state of Montana, along with Casey. Uh, there's Elizabeth Pinkalini and uh, Terry Boyder, and they are both pro cannabis candidates that we are uh, going to get elected. Damn it. <laughs> yes. We need more pro cannabis people in these seats, no matter how small or large. We just need them all there. Well, yeah, that's been the problem out here in uh, our state. Uh, just dealing with a conservative legislature that keeps messing up all the good work we're trying to do. But this time, hopefully, we won't allow them to do that. Yeah, we are talking about earlier but about how Montana is pretty much the only state going backwards. We just now saw Pennsylvania uh, get their medical marijuana legislation happening. So right. that's, that's awesome. And that, that means, what, 25 states now? That's half of the country. So Yeah, that's like, actually... Uh, showed me a pretty cool stat today that more than half of the country's population lives in a state where medical marijuana is available. Yep, that's awesome. And to see, like a state like Montana, like everything was so good and there was such a great industry developing there. And then all of a sudden, just raids and then now all of this happening. So I, I definitely hope you guys get the, the signatures you need to get it on the ballot so that people can make the choice once again <laughs> that this is what we want here. Well, we got a good thing going here. I think uh, we're starting to pick up in the areas where we're going to get all those extra signatures we need to reach the ballot because um, the, the 40 districts that, uh, the, for 115 at uh, 585 signatures uh, in each district only gets you halfway there. Um, uh, so in Missoula and Helena now, it looks like we're having, we have some pretty, uh, devoted folks. There's people at a concert tonight gathering in Missoula, and, uh, I hope that we're going to have, uh, an event in Missoula this weekend to recruit and train gatherers, gather signatures and fundraise for 
both uh, cycling for social drug policy and uh, the pro cannabis candidates that are running uh, in the state. Yeah, that's that's definitely one thing. Like uh, Casey was saying earlier, it's you don't realize it until you start doing it. It's like, man, this whole like trying to be a, the people's servant thing costs a lot of money. Like it's expensive <laughs> to let people know what's going on. It's crazy. So we definitely want to urge everyone that if you have a chance to attend one of these rallies or anything like that, like definitely go there and meet these people. They're awesome people and they're doing awesome stuff trying to forward this cause, and they definitely can't do it without our help. So. Oh, for sure. You don't have to be from the state of Montana to help us either. You can go to 420406.org and donate right at the website. I mean, if you come to this state and visit, uh, I'm sure you probably wouldn't mind being able to smoke a joint before going into Yellowstone National Park. Uh, I know I would. So, I mean, this isn't a movement just for Montanans. It's a movement for uh, the 250,000 people who come to this state to tour uh, one of the greatest uh, national parks well, the greatest national park, in my opinion, in the, in the entire nation. I think so, too. I've been to a lot of parks, but Glacier Park, man, and, like, all those... Mm. It's it's Montana. Like, you can't you can't beat it. I, I don't know, except for this crazy legislation. Like, we, we need to get the weed straight there so people can enjoy it. To see what Colorado's doing with their, tour, like, weed tourism and everything, there's so much potential there other than just selling weed to people who want to smoke it. How many people do you think rescheduled their ski trip to Big Sky so they can go get high in Colorado on <laughs> Yeah, like Big Sky yeah. or Aspen or hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can tell you the lift lines of Big Sky would be a lot shorter, even if there were a twenty-five percent increase in attendance due to people wanting to smoke weed out here. And, and but the thing that's that's really important for everybody in the uh, point that's really important to drive home is that you know this isn't. It's not like it's 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 money that isn't already being spent in the economy. It's just being spent in a black market. And if we have the ability to be able to take it out of that black market and to tax it and regulate it, it keeps it out of the hands of youth. It gives much needed tax revenue to our states. You know, our our infrastructure here in in Montana is crumbling. And, you know, the the, the bill that Anthony has, uh, the fiscal note that's attached to it, I think it generates $37 million in the first five years for, for the state of Montana. I think those are really, really conservative estimates. Yeah, they are. Especially when you look at what the numbers coming out of the other legal states are. I mean, there's it's there's no comparison. Like how if if you were running your state like a business, you would get in trouble by your board for not making the choice that makes the company money. You know, like that. I don't see how you can still fight it after that. Colorado earned over sixty million dollars in tax revenue last year. Uh, Washington. Uh, collected over $70 million in tax revenue in their first year. Uh, you know, it's just, and, and like I said, this isn't money that wasn't already being spent in the states of Colorado and Washington. It was just money that was taken yeah. out of the black market. There's not a huge number of people that start, and I mean, there are a few. I, I saw uh, quite a few in the older generation that came to these rec shops that I was reviewing uh, cannabis from, and they're like, we're new to this because it's legal. We're going to try it out and see what's up. And <laughs> like, it's so cool to see people like that getting to experience this for the first time without all of the stigma that like, oh, you're a criminal, you're going to 
to jail, you're going to lose your house. Like a lot of that stuff breeds this anxiety when people smoke and they're like, oh, it's, it comes from the weed. And it's like, well, I think it comes from the environment that you're smoking the mm-hmm. weed in. So it's cool yeah. to see these new experiences without all of that, you know, attached to it. They're just like, it's free and clear. It's legal. And to Talon's point about, you know, all of the revenue, let's even take it one step further. All of the jobs that are created, I have a job that has health insurance now. I didn't have that in Montana. Like, it's this industry that has that for people, and it could have that in Montana if we would allow it. Oh, and then the increase in tourism, there's also the ancillary businesses that are associated with the marijuana industry. Just the marijuana industry in itself is, is a growth industry, you know, pardon the pun, but it's an industry that's creating jobs in, 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 in the stores and creating jobs in the production facilities and creating jobs in labs and manufacturing. I mean, this is, this is a new growth industry that we should definitely support, and I would look forward to the day that marijuana is looked upon um, just like beer and wine is. I mean, we have local brew fests that happen throughout the states that uh, are, are supported by local chambers of commerce. Um, wine is, is looked upon as, as a very boutique kind of experience. It's something that people will go and drive hundreds of miles to go and experience. And I think that eventually, if we you know continue in the path that we're going now, that marijuana within the next maybe 20 years is going to be looked upon as nothing more than like beer and wine is. Yeah. What were you going to say, Jessup? There's a delay between Skype and Hangouts, so sorry about that. Um, I cannot remember. Okay, no worries. (laughs) But so how, as far as like being out there and collecting signatures, like you guys, a lot of the places you all set up, I see pictures that you're like right across from Steve and the signatures he's trying to collect. Like, is there like an animosity and a tension in the air there? Or is like how, what is that like? I, is this directed to me? Anyone that's been doing I, it, sure. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I have yet to come across Steve, so I okay. don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I have had amazing experiences every time I've gone out to get signatures. I mean, you get a few animosity, but I kind of let that go. They're usually drunk, but you know, weird, huh? <laughs> They're usually on that legal. <laughs> I've had to deal with Steve one, two, probably about four times. He's he's come up and set up at the. Uh, Republican winter kickoffs, which are the Republican rallies for candidates. We go to the, like the Lincoln Reagan dinner and we have that there. And, and the first night I caught on to what he was doing. It was my first introduction into the man. Really. He was telling some lady to sign his initiative because it would make meth illegal in the state of Montana. And I had to call him out on that. And I've called him out at every rally and he gets this deer in the headlights. Look, when he starts getting called out on, all his misinformation and then he'll just pack up and leave so and that's how you know it's some bullshit (laughs) like back in the day when the village got wind that the guy selling the special magic tonic water was a fraud like that guy was gone you know (laughs) and actually there's a lot of candidates that um when questioned why they were even tolerating you know because he's given a lot of money to esman who's the head of the republican party here so of course he gets to personally come set up but if you talk to a lot of the Republican candidates in the room, they can't stand the man. They don't like him. They don't want to be near him, you know, because Republican platform says smaller government and Steve's trying to push for a bigger government. And that's not helpful. So uh, it's interesting. I saw some some rumors, call them what you will. But in a couple of videos, he's actually plugging Sativex pretty heavily. So. 
Is I, that has anyone actually like tracked that down, or is he just is that the only pharmaceutical version of of whatever that he can refer to, or what? Yeah, and that's what I'm kind of curious. Like, I've seen the videos, and I know what everyone's been saying online. But like, is that is that something he's actually into that deep? Because that seems really uh, conflicting. John Lister said he was pushing it at one of his little meet and greets at a church in Billings. He actually brought it up and was talking about it and talking about the health benefits. And I can't see why somebody would bring that up like that unless they were personally vested in, you know. Yeah, it just seems because you would otherwise, if you were just like just saying it should be in a pharmaceutical like kind of way, you would just say that. You wouldn't say Sativex specifically (laughs) or Marinol. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys, is is that if – he is invested in Sativex, it sure would show a clear financial motive for him to want to keep regular plant marijuana medical uh, cannabis illegal here in the state of Montana, you know, and, oh. and, and Steve is definitely a guy who's motivated by money. So I'm not going to, you know, say or guess either way, but it certainly would show a very, very clear financial incentive for him to uh, want to keep regular plant medical marijuana out of the hands of regular Montanans. Well, and as someone that works with a lot of patients, like, we've seen what Marinol and Sativex, like, they're not whole plant by any means. They're just synthetic cannabinoid replicas of THC, I think. Maybe CBD. But, I mean, that doesn't work in in my experience. Have you seen anyone that's actually chosen that over smoking cannabis, Taylor? Or just... You know, I really haven't. Um, I've seen a lot of the people that have have taken Marinol for whatever reason, um, you know, in the various dispensaries that I've worked at, um, they've, you know, had bad experiences with Marinol because Marinol is basically just a, um, it's an isolated synthetic THC and uh, cannabis works for various medical conditions, not simply because of the THC that's in, in the plant, but also there's, there's other cannabinoids, CBD, CBN, you know, um, and, and also the terpenes that work in conjunction with, with the cannabis. So it's, it's the plant cannabis itself um, or extracts of that whole plant cannabis that are the most effective in dealing with people's maladies, whatever they may be. I'm just waiting to see everything look, turn out like the spice did. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and guys, yeah. you have to realize, I mean, this is, a, this is a substance that is arguably less harmful than alcohol. As a matter of fact, in, in, in 1972, there was a justice, a Judge Young, mm-hmm. who was the Drug Enforcement Administrative Chief Administrative Law Judge. And he basically said um, that, that cannabis in its natural form is the is one of the safest therapeutically active substances known to man. He said, by any measure of rational analysis, marijuana can be safely used when supervised in a routine of medical care. I mean, so this is, this is a DEA a chief administrative law judge who admitted, admitted this. And so for us to, to now have people like Steve Zabala donating a ton of money to sit on Ryan Zinke's medical executive board to tell Zinke that, that marijuana is, is, is harmful and that it's bad and that it has no medical use, 
when it was acknowledged 25 years ago that it, that it you know, actually 27 years ago now, that it actually does by a DEA judge, it, it's just ridiculous that we're still at this point. Well, we, we should also point out that their board didn't listen to that judge in particular back then, and they continued on their path. Sure, sure, and that's and that's where we got the, you know, the the increase in the ramping up in the war on drugs. Yep, exactly. And uh, our, our our prison population has exploded. I mean, now we 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 house, you know, what do we house? A quarter of the world's total population in prison. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, and for what? Right, because they're they got some weed. Some cannabis. Well, yeah, they had a you know, or, or there's other ancillary businesses that have yeah. kind of popped up that have taken advantage of this. Um, you know, like drug treatment facilities are, are a great example of that. Uh, what they rely on for their business model is they rely on people who get, you know, uh, busted with a small amount of marijuana, and then they're told in court, they say, uh, you can either go to jail for 30 days or you can go to this outpatient drug treatment facility. So these people are now court-ordered into these minor marijuana treatment uh, or treatment facilities for minor marijuana violations. They're not checking themselves in. And then you have the DEA citing statistics of, look at how many people are being checked in for marijuana addiction. And uh, you have these, you know, the cottage industry has kind of uh, cropped up around, around marijuana use. Um, unnecessarily, and, and it wouldn't be profitable, and it wouldn't survive if marijuana was made legal. Well, and let's let's do a little experiment here. Let's say there's there's five of us here. Let's say you guys all got busted with weed, and the choice is jail or do a drug treatment program. Like, are any of you picking jail? I'm not. No treatment, treatment every time. <laughs> yeah, I'll bullshit my way through the program again if I need to. You know, like there's no way I I want to go to jail. And that's, yeah, that, that inflates those numbers. And every study that you see coming out that uses those numbers that, like, oh, all these kids are in drug treatment for weed, like, that's why. Yeah. Well, because the more numbers they have, the bigger subsidies they get from the government. Exactly. So. Filling it, beds, it, right? They're just filling beds. I mean, look at Missouri. I believe it was Missouri. I mean, their, their prison population's dwindling, and the, the head of the wardens in Mississippi or whatever, Missouri, wherever it was, was like, oh, we need to lock up more people so we can keep our prisons full. In what <laughs> rational state of living is that a, ever a good thing? Like, let's lock everyone up, fuck it. Well, I mean, Montana's doing the same shit here, though. I mean, we had a good legal system, and, oh, let's raid everybody and put yeah. them in jail. Yeah. You know? And now you have uh, Attorney General running for re-election, who rules this state with an iron fist, and, you know, he's like that tyrant, you know, he's one of the old medieval kings, he won't give up power, and you can bet that, you know, right before that bell chimes, he's going to send out a bunch of people to get raided, so. Yep. Well, you know, it's interesting, because, you know, here in, 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 in the United States, it's been estimated probably somewhere roughly around 14% of, of Americans admit to regularly using marijuana, okay? Um, anybody know what the population of the United States is currently? Mm, I bet Google does. That's what I was about to do. I mean, so if we, if we were to take that and break it down into just Montana, okay, Montana has a population of just roughly a million people. So we're looking at roughly... 140,000 Montanans are regularly using marijuana. 
with 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 no ill effects. Um, the legislature, when we had our, our our medical bill, and the reason why we're in, in kind of the quagri and the conundrum that we are, is that the legislature freaked out when thirty thousand people got their medical card. That was not even a drop in the bucket compared to how many Montanans there are that regularly use it. And I would say that those are probably conservative estimates because we're talking about people who are uh, willing to say that they've used it on a, you know, on a national government-related survey. So they're, they're, the numbers are probably higher than that. So, you know, if, if we had, say, roughly, you know, 20% of our state regularly using marijuana, that's, that's you know, over 200,000 people here in Montana. You know, that's, that's money that those 200,000 people are, are using right now to spend in a black market and supporting crime when it could be going to uh, much more productive things for our, uh, for our state. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, and then what's crazy that, like, I think I told you I went and filmed um, some people on Friday in Billings. Like, I filmed Anthony and I filmed Nancy just to kind of get their stories and uh, – I mean, it, the more medical patients you talk to, people like Nancy, who is an MS patient, who's not just your stoner out there smoking, she's also saying, let's make this legal as recreational because she is, I mean, it's a medicine for her, but she's also screaming, this is not dangerous. Like, And we, that's we, the whole liberty choice. Yeah, and, and it's... Even, yeah, we, we definitely need to get this recreational because it's not as dangerous. It's not even comparable to alcohol. Well, that's the whole the point of, like, rescheduling yeah, and descheduling. People are saying, like, if they reschedule it, that could make it even worse, potentially, because then it will be just big pharma and that'll be the end of it. But if you look at the purpose of the system for scheduling, it's to keep people safe. Like, if there is a substance that it... it you're not going to get hurt. You're not going to get killed. Like, it should it even be scheduled at all? Or should you treat it like no. a supplement or something like that? You know, people could OD on supplements before they can Dude, hurt themselves sh- with weed. It's it's ridiculous. Sugar, for example. Sure, we call sugar a sugar high. Yeah, yeah. Or coffee. It, it, there's, yeah. There is. Well, you know, marijuana, when it was placed into Schedule 1, it was never meant or intended to be in Schedule 1 right. on a permanent basis. It was put into Schedule 1 until research could be done to determine where or if it needed to be scheduled. And then that research was never done, and, um, and then it became demonized, you know? Yeah. Um, and we all know the reasons why it became demonized with, you know, William Randolph Hearst and, and DuPont and, and all those guys and the reasons why they wanted it illegal. Um, and then Nixon in the 70s was able to use it in the culture war. And, and yep. so it's just kind of continued for a substance, guys, that is arguably less societally harmful than alcohol is, you know? Or tobacco. Uh, that's, that's just crazy. I mean, there, as, as you said, the reasons why we have a scheduling uh, 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 category of, of different substances is to reduce harm. And if there is no harm, then there's no need for reduction of harm. Right. Especially considering how much the benefits outweigh any anything else like there there's there are only benefits that i see 
In the current state of unregulation, when it's being sprayed with pesticides, when it's not, when it's half of its black market, it's still safer. It's still right. <laughs> like we but smoked some gross shit back in the day. From here on <laughs> like some seriously gross shit, and we're still okay. I have a little cough right. here and there, but hey. We're still yeah, fine. Well, condition. Knows that <laughs> right. Prohibition of cannabis causes way more problems than cannabis itself. Yeah, and in what country or like what planet is that something that's enforced? Like that is so <laughs> asinine. It's like satire. It's this whole thing is satire, as far it as is, I'm concerned. Yeah, like I wake up just going, "This can't be real." Life. Except that <laughs> it's not, and it is affecting real people. And if this all like goes down the way we don't want it to, like, there's only going to be three people that a caregiver can provide for. Like, it, nobody's going to be able to sustain that, which is obviously well, the whole point. Well, and then the biggest thing is having variety. Like, how does the provider grow the variety for that? that patient you know like we yeah. all like different strains at different times of the day you know we all get different benefits that's that how, did, how does that provider do that how does the patient get that option yeah and obviously that's the whole point is they're trying to just make this as un undoable i guess for lack of a better term <laughs> like, as possible. Well, you know, the reason why this bill in 420 where you came into place and in being is that the legislature at that time uh, was hell-bent on repealing the voter initiative, a voter initiative that 62% of Montanans supported. And, and so when the when the repeal passed through the House and the Senate and got to the governor's desk, he, he decided to veto it. So uh, the only thing they could do in the 11th hour after they had killed all the responsible regulatory bills is to cobble together Senate Bill 423, which was, it was a law that was never designed to work. For the state of Montana, it was a it was a law that was designed to be as close to repeal as they could possibly get. And the governor, when it it passed through the House and it passed through the Senate and it got to his desk, he knew that it was a terrible bill, and he knew that what it was going to do to the state of Montana and to the people that desperately need this medicine. And so he did not sign the law. He let it sit on his desk for ten days and let it become law in protest. You know so. So now we're kind of dealing with the fallout of that. And once again, the people here in the state of Montana move this issue forward, and then our courts and our legislature move it backwards. And so, you know, it's, it's really up to us to, you know, the ball is in our court. It's up to us and what we want and what we decide is important for us as Montanans. Yeah, definitely. Well, and, and I think it's even bigger than just Montana, too, like, uh, to, to kind of go off of what Anthony was saying, like, we don't, it's not just an issue for Montana. This is an issue for any state that is trying to get medical or, or this initiative passed in their state. Because if we're the first state that goes backwards, how does that look as the entire yeah, industry? That's precedent you know? that they will always point and refer to. Like, well, look at what happened in Montana. Right, it was exactly. so bad so, there that they had to stop it. And yeah. Exactly. So, And that's just the other thing, too, is right now we're, we're looking for support within Montana. But anybody outside of Montana that supports this, if you could go and help help us just make this happen, like, you know, Anthony's website you can go and donate to. 420-406. We need as much help as we can right now. And well, I, I yeah, think it's important for every so right everybody. Now. Say that again, Anthony? Yeah, can I get in for just a minute? Yeah, please. Um, well, the medical marijuana initiative is going to be released tomorrow. Um, yep. Nobody's going to like it. It's, 
makes it harder for people to uh, recertify and keep their certification or whatever you want to call their registration card to uh, provide. It costs a thousand dollars every year to renew. Um, wow. So well, that's going to push out a lot of the, the smaller providers that are currently uh, doing good work for a lot for patients throughout the state. Um, and also, I have a feeling is going to attract those that have the bankroll in order to pay that licensing fee and to get up and running quickly and first market, which would be uh, the large upscale places out of Colorado, Washington, and Oregon. Um, so my question is, is, why aren't these guys donating to our, you know, ballot initiative uh, so they can move in and, uh, you know, start the reaping the rewards of this industry? That's a good point, right? There is a lot of of cash flow out here in these legal states. And I think maybe some of it is they just don't know. So hopefully we can help get the word out there. And I think some of it is, too, that they're just so caught up in what they're doing in their little piece of America, I guess, that like how like when you live in a state, you kind of don't pay attention to what's going on in other states, even though. Oh, that's not true. I've spoken to uh, multiple providers or uh, recreational shops in Colorado. Uh, probably five or six in Denver that I just visited a couple weeks ago and asked them that specific question, and they said, well, you know, uh, we would, of course, move in on those markets. Like, they were already expanding to, uh, like, Oregon uh, and and, uh, Washington, and we're looking into Alaska. Uh, Considering New Mexico now, you know, they have pretty good polling down there, and it feels like it could could happen. Um, But, yeah, they, they have no interest in putting down money that they, you know, that might, may or may not end up with them uh, growing their business in this state. So, but maybe after we reach the ballot, uh, some of those providers in other states can change their mind and say, well, hey, let's push this over the hump and, and get ourselves another business uh, out in Montana. Did they say why? Like what, what the reasoning was that they didn't want to kick in funds to help move risk. this forward? It's risk. Because what if we fail? Then they've sunk in whatever, you know, a $5,000 check on something that didn't pay off. Hmm. You know, it's in, it's interesting. It really is because I truly feel, and I, I support all of the initiatives. I, I support the medical initiative. I support the legalization initiative. And personally, I think that the constitutional initiative is the strongest way to protect uh, medical access because it guarantees uh, access for, for everybody. Um, you know, but uh, a lot of people here in the state of Montana too are are are, are kind of still afraid of, of marijuana. There was a poll that was recently done, and this is just ridiculous. But the the perception of harm of marijuana versus alcohol in the state of Montana is very skewed. Most Montanans think that there's more harm that can be caused from marijuana than there is from alcohol. And that's a perception right. that we really, as, as a community, need to work on to educate people about marijuana and to educate them as to how safe and, and how therapeutic and, 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 and it's a substance that is less harmful than alcohol societally um, and to your body and, and all the way around. It needs and to be. That's why our, our pamphlets, those flyers we hand out, uh, cite D. Mark Anderson's work at Montana State University, not only because he's a local professor and uh, an upstanding uh, member of academia, but uh, uh, it's also shown that, I mean, his research is the, the, the one uh, report that has shown uh, marijuana to be a substitute for alcohol, which is why we see fewer traffic fatalities, which is why we see. Uh, 
fewer DUIs, which is why we see lower crime rates in general, because there's going to be less people usually using alcohol because they're going to be uh, substituting with marijuana. Yeah, it seems yeah, like absolutely. there's positive drugs and then there's negative drugs, and it's like oh, yeah. cannabis has that kind of feel. It's it's one of the positive drugs. Alcohol is kind of negative, and it divides people, makes them want to <laughs> fight. And tobacco's kind of you know in the middle, like it makes you feel fine, but it'll kill you like a hundred years later or something. <laughs> well, you know, a funny thing is Steve Zabala in in a recent radio interview said and admitted that. Uh, uh, <laughs> methamphetamine is not covered under his law and that, you know, feasibly somebody could, under his law, legalize medical methamphetamine, which is just asinine. That's just so crazy to think that he understands and realizes that, that somebody could legalize meth under his law, but he is now making marijuana, which is, which is far less harmful, that nobody has ever died from, illegal. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. That that uh that clip is pretty classic. I would definitely try and point people to that in the show notes here uh, after the episode if they want to take a listen. I think it was on a Montana America. I I forget what the show was called. Like but... Voices of Montana. Yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Voices of Montana, and it was, it was a call-in show, and people were calling in, and this one guy just is like so. Is this what you advocate? And the host was like, oh, that's a good question. Is it? And he's like, oh, well, uh, uh, yeah, I guess it kind of is. <laughs> oh, just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I was the first one to call in on Voices of Montana when he was there with uh, the police chief St. John's out of Billings. And I brought up in the initiative that you lose your gun rights, you lose the right to hold office. And they take a DNA sample. When I brought that up, the guy on Voices of Montana was like, wait, what? Is, it, is, <laughs> is that, that for true? real? <laughs> is that for real? And uh, Steve was just like, well, Casey knows that changes need to be made. And the guy's like, well, I don't think he meant that. Not those changes, dude. <laughs> you know, and it's funny. You know, that, that, that people, that's the type of guys that are constantly advocating for, for smaller government, but yet at the same time, um, you know, have things that just like that, which in my mind is a way bigger invasion of privacy and big government than, you know, than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. I, it's been awesome having all of you, uh, Anthony, one more time, the site and people can donate. And then I had a question. Can you donate to these candidates if you are a resident of a different state or only to... Like, can people donate to Casey and to Elizabeth uh, if yep. they live out of state? Yeah, if you're out of state, you can donate to anybody. You just have to follow our campaign, which is one one seventy max per individual or three forty for a couple of donations. So, right. excellent. So, Anthony, where can people do that again? We'll put links to all this in the show notes. Okay, well, people can give us as much as they want. And excellent. <laughs> it's not deductible, and they can go to uh, 420406.org and hit the donate button at the top of the homepage. Very uh, cool. Also, if you want to stay uh, updated on what we're doing, you can subscribe to the website by entering your email address, and then you'll get updates on uh, every time that we publish a blog. Uh, you can follow us on Cycling for Sensible Drug Policy, the group on Facebook, and uh, follow at Montana MT Pot Peddler on Twitter. Very good. Were any events you guys are putting up uh, here in the next week or two that you want to mention? Uh, well, hopefully we've got something in Missoula this weekend. Uh, we haven't confirmed anything yet, but we want to do uh, signature gathering, fundraising, and uh, recruitment and training 
uh, out in Missoula because we've got uh, new coordinators in both Missoula and Helena, it looks like. so. And then I think there's going to be places to gather signatures across Montana on 420. So there's going to be several several oh, yeah. events I going mean, on there. Missoula, well, there's going to be a showing of uh, Cheech and Chong movie up in Smoke, <laughs> I think. Uh, so I think Greg Strandberg will be outside gathering there. Um, and then there's a concert tonight, Meth Man and Redman, I think, in Missoula, where we've got signature gatherers at that as well. Um, so, yeah, and then there's also a Google Calendar I'm sharing with everybody who's gathering signatures for us and trying to go through just all these uh, events in cities throughout the state and trying to put our signature gatherers in you know, position to succeed, uh, put them around people who are going to sign a petition and, you know, not waste their time. So awesome. Definitely got us on our website as well. Very cool. We'll direct people there too on the, on the show notes and everything. You definitely got to keep people organized. Otherwise it turns into trying to herd cats and y'all know how hard it is to herd cats. Pretty pretty impossible. (laughs) So, uh, Talon, you got anything you want to plug or mention before we, let you go no, ahead. you know, God, I mean, there's so many exciting things. It's, it's really been uh, fantastic to watch the citizens of, of the state of Montana really come together um, on this issue. I mean, we've got, you know, CI-115 and I-178 that look to, to legalize medical here in the state of Montana. You know, we've got uh, Steve Zabala's I-176, which is, you know, is, is looking to make all medical marijuana or any marijuana illegal in the state of Montana. And, and we need to really educate people as to what exactly that bill does and to vote no on that bill. And uh, then also, too, you know, the, the Montana Cannabis Industry Association is going to have uh, a medical bill on the ballot as well, uh, potentially, that, uh, you know, they're, they're working very hard to get done. So we could have as many as four ballot initiatives to deal with marijuana um, in, in this election. And I think that that's just incredibly exciting. It shows that, that the people here in the state are engaged, that they're wanting change, and, uh, you know, that, that, that they support this, this very, very important issue. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to add also that uh, if uh, the DEA does right by the people of this great country and deschedules uh, preferably or reschedules cannabis uh, when they said they would uh, by July, I believe, uh, Zabawa's whole initiative will be torpedoed. So. Wouldn't that be great for him For him to spend $10,000 a month of his own money to try and get his initiative passed <laughs> and then for marijuana to be descheduled or rescheduled and for that all to go to waste would just be fantastic. Yeah. That would be an absolutely wonderful win. I will, I will uh, salute all of you guys with a toast uh, via podcast or live, preferably live. So. Yeah. <laughs> You'd pretty much have to call Guinness and be like, you guys better get down here. We have the world record for I told you so about to happen. <laughs> like, you need to come watch this. Awesome. Well, Taylor and Anthony, thank you guys for joining us. It's been awesome. You bet. Thanks for having us. Yeah, for Thanks sure. Thanks for having me on. We'll talk soon, guys. All right, Anthony, uh, excuse me, Casey. I'm so stoned now. <laughs> Casey, what's your website, man, and how can people donate to your, your cause uh, here? My website's CaseyBrock4Montana.com. Uh, you can go there. That actually just really speaks about me, my fight with the Department of Justice, um, and my current run for Senate. Um, most people can donate if they go to uh, CaseyBrock4Montana on Facebook. 
um, they'll be able to find my link to Pyrex right there, and that's how they they can donate to me. So awesome. Um, we'll put links. I to believe those. you have that link already, yep. and we can just put it at the bottom of the website or something for them. It'll be easier that way. So. Yeah, for sure. It's hard trying to spell out links sometimes. So we're just like, here, click this and give some money. It'll help. Right. Yeah. And it's just easier for them to do it that way. Um, I'll give you my website as well. So you can put that at the bottom too. And that way everybody can just go see what I'm about. And it'll be nice. It'll be nice to get my mailers out more door hangers and everything else, you know, and start getting the message out there. Yep. Got to get the word out. And uh, Jessup, what what's uh, what's your website or anything you want to uh, mention? Yeah, I mean, my website's anpfoundation.com. Awesome. Um, right now, my I mean, my entire efforts are to help maintain access for these people because I can't really. Uh, I, I initially wanted to help people pay for RSO treatment, but kind of Montana put that on hold for me. So <laughs> um, my entire efforts are right now to help get this passed the recreational initiative passed and uh um yeah i mean that's that's really what i'm trying to do yeah and once all that happens then all the research can happen and all of this other cool cannabis science can can happen i'm also like- also putting together a little kind of spoof documentary uh i'm gonna call it making us stoners and kind of parody off of making a murderer nice but but filming all of these stories on how you know they're they're put making us be something we're not we're not a bunch of stars right. so so I'm kind of putting that together I filmed um I filmed Anthony I filmed Nancy I'd love to film you Casey I'm gonna film Elizabeth uh, I'm just trying to get as many people who you know don't look like yeah break the stoner stereotype basically That's, yeah I like and it. so. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm well, you trying can to do. Me in it all, man. I don't, don't bother me none. Sweet. So, yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. Cool, man. Well, yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll like I said, we'll have links to all this stuff in the show notes at hotboxpodcast.com. There's a ton of great Facebook groups that I follow that all of these great people are in, and they're doing amazing things, so they definitely could use your help. And um, we'll we'll throw links up we, for all. And of we that. are trying to put together a rally in Bozeman May seventh, and Casey's supposed to be speaking at that, oh, and cool. Elizabeth. So wait, we're, what we're rally? To... What's no, that? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hear you I'm guys just... give pretty good speeches. Yeah, I try. I think my <laughs> link is up. I, I can share the link with you. So. Nice. Yeah, we'll you definitely put that, put that up. up. The you guys got to watch this guy give a speech. It's it's pretty good shit. So. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us and uh yeah. We'll we'll put links to all that stuff and you guys can always find the show at hotboxpodcast.com. We're on Twitter and uh, Facebook also. So thanks for listening. And we'll uh, catch you next week. If you like you like this is where where you need to be. If you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you.